welcome to the very first In The Cove podcast. My name's Rob Caldor and I'm here with the founder and the force behind In The Cove, Jackie Barker. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Rob. And I'm so excited about our very first In The Cove podcast. So tell me, how did you start In The Cove? Rob, it all happened via an accident in 2012 when I'd just finished up a pretty high-pressure job and I was in Lane Cove one day and I was walking along and I saw a new cafe being opened up in a laneway where I thought no one would see it. So I went home and set up a Facebook page and I was going to tell everybody everything that was happening in Lane Cove. Little did I know that it would become a multi-platform media company. Where do people find out about In The Cove? We have our Facebook page, our Facebook closed group, we have Instagram, we have our website, of course, Pinterest, Twitter, and now our podcast, and of course, our weekly Lane Cove News Blast, which is an email every Wednesday. A lot of people are interested about what's going on locally here, and hopefully the podcast is a way of meeting some of the locals. What areas do you think you want to cover? Well, what I want to do is give people a rundown on um, the big issues that are happening in Lane Cove. Look at that. That's one of them. And you know what? One of our roving reporters will tell us what's happening. We have the most amazing roving reporters. Some of the things we'll cover? Local uh, business, local council news, local crime, um, local development applications, local sporting clubs, funny things, interesting things, tips, you name it, we'll cover it. If it's about Lane Cove, the podcast will cover it. And obviously, if you have some, some ideas for the podcast and things you'd like included, let us know. So it's info at inthecove.com.au. What's coming up on today's episode? Well, today we're going to be talking um, a little bit about um, hot topics in Lane Cove and some news. We're then going to be talking to um, John O'Farrell from the Lane Cove Cricket Club on the rise of women's cricket in Lane Cove. We're, we're then going to be speaking to Rebecca Mitchell of um, Rain and Horn Lane Cove, who's going to tell us a, a little bit about the property market during this COVID times. In the Cove News. What's been happening in Lane Cove? Well, Rob, some pretty big exciting things have been happening. The canopy is now open and the restaurants are now coming online. Uh, two are open and another two will be opening shortly or by the end of the month, hopefully. And then the one near the Cake Man, I understand, will be um, opening mid-November and the council has been very tight-lipped on who has leased it. I'm sure with your ears close to the ground, Jackie, you'll find out who it will be. But tell me, who who's already there? So there's Sugar Lane, which is a modern Asian cuisine, and Gasson, pardon my French, and they're open for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I've been hanging out at the canopy and in the sun. It's lovely. So hopefully we can start sitting outside. Yes, it'll be lovely. Okay. Uh, what else has been happening? In early October, the Lane Cove 50 metre outdoor pool was opened. It was a big occasion with special guest Ian Thorpe, uh, who came and opened the pool. And let me tell you, it is really impressive. Are you talking about the pool or Ian Thorpe? 
Well, both. Actually, both. Ian gave a great talk on how outdoor swimming pools that are community pools need to have accessibility for the elite swimmer through to the person who just wants to splash and someone who just wants to do lanes. And he was all about equitable use of the lanes. I thought it was really interesting. And look, I think now is the time for outside exercise and the pool is a great way of doing it. I think we're all very cognizant of not being inside with COVID going on. I'm a swimmer, so I'm going to give it a go. Yes, you have to book lanes at the moment, so you just go on to the Lane Cove Aquatic website. And they've still got the indoor facility. Yeah, 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 that's all there. But the outdoor pool looks amazing and it's got accessible features such as a big long ramp to walk into and also an adult changing facility, which is a a game changer for people who are carers for adults who want to swim. Did you say g'day to Thorpey? I said hello, but Ian was a little bit busy, but I'm sure if he'd had more time, he would have embraced me. Oh, can't do that, COVID. Now, anything else going on in the cove? So we're in the middle of a development boom for both aged care senior housing. There are five applications in at the moment. There's also a big rumour, which uh, is going to be big news to people, that eight of the houses along River Road between William Edward Street and Warra Roon um, Road will be looking to uh, put in an application for aged care slash senior housing. Now, this is a very, this would be a very controversial development. It backs on to one of the most beautiful reserves in Lane Cove and it also faces River Road that takes over 20,000 vehicles a day. So you'd have traffic, parking, bushland issues and I also hear it's going to be a couple of storeys high which would be totally out of character for this area. So bear with us because I will let you know if that when that comes to council and um, I'm sure people will be very interested in that. And if anyone else has got any insights or issues that they want covered in our news section, you can contact us on info at inthecove.com.au. What happens in the cove stays in the cove. In the Cove Business. Any new businesses happening in the Cove? Well, yes, there is. In fact, there's a couple of really interesting ones. And the first one I'd like to talk about is a sustainable consignment store called Beck and Bell. What do they do? So Beck and Bell is a consignment store for pre-loved fashion. So you can go in there and see Gucci, Prada, Armani, all sorts of high designer brands and then what you can do is you buy it at a very reduced price because it's pre-loved and that's a great way of being a sustainable fashion person. Keeping those clothes out of landfill, I mean there's so many fast fashion companies but the growth in sustainable fashion is really on the rise at the moment. And it's one of the few that will be on the North Shore so that's quite interesting. Let's keep the sustainability environment theme going. In Lane Cove West Business Park, the Lane Cove Return and Earn is now open. This is a uh, alternative to the vending machine that is in the Little Street car park. And so if you have like 100 bottles and you don't want to stand there shoving them into the machine, you just go along to the Lane Cove Return and Earn at 67 Mars Road and you give it to them. They put it through a big machine 
and wham, bam, you give them money. Moving away from sustainability um, and into deliciousness, a new patisserie called Laminate will be opening up in the arcade near McGrath's real estate and um, that will be sustainable for me because it will remain on my hips. So it's a cake shop? Oh, not just a cake shop, a patisserie. In Lane Cove Market Square, there is a new hairdresser and a new dentist, which is open seven days a week. So quite a few little things going on around Lane Cove at the moment. In the Cove events. Jackie, any events coming up in the Cove? Rob, I'm pleased to say that events are back after a... Drought of events due to COVID. Uh, we were sick of, to death of Zooming. So now we've got some real live events. And let me tell you about some. Let's start with the Alcott. The Alcott has Viva Tequila all October and November. $12 cocktails. Did you hear that? $12? For tw- $12 for a margarita? Yes. Very excited. Um, and they have food to match it. They've also got the Footy Lounge, which is upstairs, and you can watch every AFL and NRL final. We're definitely in the pointy end of the season for yes. both codes. Yes, absolutely. And the last thing that they have is sit-down Sunday music, which live music, and the only caveat is you've got to sit down, obviously. Uh, then Little Red Robin Restaurant has wine tasting and appreciation every Saturday in October. And you can go home with your own bottle of wine and they're very they're big experts on um, on wine at Little Red Robin. We have a cocktail and three-course meal event at Shorty's um, with a rum distiller, uh, Bricks BRX, I think. Anything else that you're planning to do in the Cove? I am planning a big thing, Rob. So Halloween is coming up. Now, Halloween is going to be different this year because of social distancing. And the New South Wales Health Department has recommended that you leave treats out on the fence and have individual treats so that people aren't sharing. But so that we can make Halloween exciting for the Lane Cove residents, we're having a pumpkin carving and pumpkin decorating for the smaller kids who can't. Um, hold on to knives and maybe some bigger kids who can't, like the fathers. And uh, so we will be putting out there the details of our pumpkin carving and pumpkin decorating Halloween extravaganza on inthecove.com.au. In the Cove Sport. I'd like to welcome John O'Farrell from Lane Cove Cricket Club to the In the Cove podcast. Delighted to be here. Last year, I had the pleasure of um, watching some of the Lane Cove girls play in some cricket finals, and it was a a watershed moment as you had a great number of teams. Can you tell me a little bit about the explosion of women's or girls' cricket in Lane Cove? Yeah, definitely, um, Jackie. Look, I think think girls' cricket uh, generally has really grown tremendously off the back of the women's big bash and and the attraction that that's presented to to parents and families to be able to go and watch fun cricket and watch watch women play cricket at a really high level, and I think off the back of that, you know, the Lane Cove Cricket Club um, started about two years ago, and we got uh, about twenty girls playing in our first ever season. Last year we had forty girls playing, so double our numbers, and this year we're looking to try and build on that again and get probably up near sixty. Wow! And a registrations happening at the moment. They are open right now, about to close at. Uh, in the next week so we've, we've got really good numbers coming through at the moment and uh, if you want to get in and play this week's this week's the time to do it 
Uh, under 11s is probably our strongest age group. So girls typically who are in the in the age ranges of sort of 7 to 10 are under 11s. Um, 11s and 12s play under 13s. And then for the first time, we're going to have an under 15s age group. So two years ago, these girls who were playing in the under 15s age group started out in that under 11s age group. So we're progressing through the ranks. It goes all the way through to under 17s. We haven't got there yet, but that'll be, that'll be the aim in a year or two's time. Wow, that is so impressive. And uh, the home ground is where for Lane Cove Cricket Club? Oh, we played a number of number of grounds around Lane Cove, which is which is really handy. So you can see them mostly down at places like Blackman Park, um, but they also play uh, at Pottery Green or, or Gore Creek, uh, Bob Campbell Reserve. And how often do they have to train? Uh, all the girls actually train on a Friday. So we train the whole cohort together uh, on a Friday afternoon from about 5.15 till 7. So... Um, you'll see all, all of them down there then on a, on a Fridays, and they train once a week. And is there mentoring between the older girls and the younger girls? That's what we're starting right now. So we're just starting to get some uh, some of the older girls uh, who are a bit more experienced come in and help out with with the really young ones, uh, just around some basic skills, and they're they're really really good at it. And it's really great for the younger girls to be able to see these older girls who are only only a couple of years ahead of them uh, and see how they've developed and how they play. And is there any uh, heroes that all the girls are interested in following? Um, look, I think they have a, they have a variety of, of, of heroes, but I think mostly it'd be the names that you'd be you know typically familiar with the Elise Perrys, the uh, Alyssa Healy's, um, the Meg Lannings, those, those kind of players. I think are the are the ones that they would typically follow. Um, but I think if you sort of cast your mind back a few years earlier, um, you know, many of them wouldn't have had those heroes, and so and so it's been a real change for them and and really really exciting for them. Well, when I grew up, cricket was backyard cricket and that was it. So it's been a real watershed. And um, how did you particularly get involved? Why was John O'Farrell tapped as the man to, to lead Lane Cove women to glory? Um, that's a kind of interesting story. Um, my, my daughter actually played um, when she was very young and uh, played sort of more than 50 games for Lane Cove but played in a boys' team. Um, and she, she has a twin brother, so she played, she played in the same team uh, as him. And then... Um, got to the age where uh, so often sort of 13, 14, so, so the girls kind of at that point um, either gave up playing cricket um, or went on and played in a, in a women's cricket club, which was the only, only real opportunity. And so she went and played for Gordon um, and they had, a, they had a, what they call a Brewer's Shield side, which was a, an under-18 side, but the Gordon side was all very, very young. And they had no coach. And so they asked me to coach the, this Brewer's Shield side and I did that for a couple of years and then um, uh, she decided to retire uh, uh, and gave priority to her schoolwork. So it's very difficult as a parent to argue, argue you, should, you should not do schoolwork and you should play more cricket. So I found myself at a loose end um, at, at right about the same time as uh, Lane Cove was looking to start up uh, the girls' cricket. And so they said, well, I come in and, and do that with them. So I've been doing it ever since. John, what I love about this is that, and, and it's just not Lane Cove cricket, it's, it's all of Lane Cove. We have such a volunteering spirit and there are so many John O'Farrells out there who spend a lot of time um, doing this and for you know no reward um, other than seeing girls do well. But your girl's not even involved anymore and you're still involved. So that's pretty amazing. Thank you. I, look, I, yeah, look, I, I just, I, I love, you've got to love cricket, right? So I, I've, I love cricket. All, all, I have four children. All of them have played cricket for Lane Cove, uh, three boys and a girl. Um, and it was just a way of being able to give back and help, help out those who are, uh, haven't had that kind of opportunity. All these people wanting to play cricket, how do they find out? Where do they go, John? 
um, they go to the Lane Cove Cricket uh, website um, or they go to kind of playcricket.com.au and it's very easy to register there. You just put in the postcode. 2066. Well done, Jackie. You can register. And, and, uh, and that will take you to the Lane Cove website to be able to register. John, any other big news happening at Lane Cove Cricket Club? Yes, there is, Rob. Look, next, next week, um, actually, we, we happen to be taking our first ever girls team away to play in a tournament. So um, one of the really great, exciting things about playing cricket is being able to go away and tour as a team. And we're taking a team next week to go and play in the Kookaburra Cup in Canberra, uh, which will be for the under-12 girls, fantastically exciting. In the Cove Real Estate... We have Beck Mitchell here from Rain and Horn Lane Cove. Hello, Beck. Hi, how are you? What's been happening in the market lately? It's a very strange market at the moment, and it will probably depend on whether you're talking about buying, selling, renting, or investing. Is there much supply out there? It's just started to loosen up over the last couple of weeks, but it's been super tight up until then. There was just almost no stock on the market. It's a combination I think of a few things but I would say the overriding reason would be fear fear of selling because people were very much under the impression that it was going to be a really bad market to sell in it took quite some time for people to realize that in fact it's been a strong market and not a bad market because of that more buyers wanting to get property supply and demand that's why it's been working for people selling yeah, the buyers are still there and finance is cheap at the moment. So if you've got a good job, you're not in danger of losing it. Money's cheap. So you're in a position where they want to buy and you've got quite a few of them out there. Are there any particular hot spots? Like are there any suburbs that, are, that people are really looking for in, in the Lane Cove Council area? I wouldn't put it down to one particular spot, No. No, I think it's coming down to the property rather than the actual area. And are people coming to open houses at the moment are they, or are they still looking at it um, virtually online? We have very few people looking at it virtually. What we are seeing is more your expats that are stuck overseas that want to buy because your expats still want to buy, especially here in Lane Cove, and they clearly can't get out here. So we're doing a lot of FaceTime and on you know, sort of online inspections with them. But we had up until recently, there was one particular property we had in Lane Cove North and we had 194 groups through six opens. So our opens were going for a really long time because we obviously had to adhere and wanted to adhere to social distancing. So that was an insane amount of people through a house and we had over 360 email inquiries on that one property. Wow. Gee, that's, that's so counterintuitive to what I thought was happening in the marketplace. I, I, mean, I thought people were staying at home and not coming out. So there you go. You learn something new every day. Yeah. No, we are seeing buyers literally by the dozen. For those of you who may not know, Rebecca Mitchell is in fact a true Lane Cove legend. And Rebecca and I first met when my daughter attended the Lane Cove Dance Academy, which Beck owned years ago. I won't say how many years because a lady doesn't give away her age. Um, but my daughter went to her ballet classes and we struck up a friendship then and uh, then Beck went on to Charlie's um, clothing store and my daughter 
bought some lovely clothing from there. And then she went into real estate and, you know, you really know Lane Cove. I do know Lane Cove and I know most of the people in Lane Cove and what's really lovely is that I'm now selling houses for and selling houses to kids I taught ballet to all those years ago and it's lovely to have that relationship and to know who they are before you even walk in through the front door it's Mm. so lovely and it is amazing I remember you know so first meeting you we were just talking before about how your daughter decided that she was going to stand out amongst 40 mermaids and be a little orange crab which made her stand at the front of the stage dead centre where she was the star of the show Very clever. I know, but I still didn't get over the fact she wouldn't wear a tutu. That's the most upsetting part was she never got to have the very pretty blue tutu. In fact, it was bright orange like Guantanamo Bay orange. Beck, thanks for being part of the In The Cove podcast. It's a pleasure and also thank you for letting us use your boardroom as our first recording studio. You are very welcome and the Rain and Horn Lane Cove boardroom is always open to you. We'd be so delighted if you did all your podcasts here. That's an invitation we'll take up. Well, I just want to um, make mention of the fact that Rebecca, as I like to call her formally, but Beck has been a foundation sponsor and platinum sponsor of In The Cove since we started. And I, I um, had a dream of a website and I went to a few people I knew and said, look, I can't guarantee you'll get anybody looking at the website, but would you sponsor me? And they have and they've continued to do so. And it's been brilliant. Well, from day one when you started in the Cove, you could see what a difference it was going to make to Lane Cove. And I look at what you have done and what you are doing and it just has made such a difference. And I think if there's one thing that I value as a person, it's somebody that makes a difference to somebody else's life. And whether it's a lost dog that the whole of Lane Cove is out searching for or somebody that can bring forward some information that's just vital to what's going on around them in the community. You do that and it's just hats off to you. You do the the most superb job. Jackie, we've got through our very first episode of the In The Cove podcast. Oh yeah, I'm really excited because I have so much more to tell you. I, I, I know you do, but we also want to hear from people that are listening to this. So if you have ideas for In The Cove or if you want to be interviewed or know someone that should be interviewed, how do you contact us? You can email us at info at inthecove.com.au or just uh, send us a, a direct message on Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Probably not smoke signals, but anything else you can do. So we're we're on the lookout for good content. We're on the lookout for people that are interesting because we think it's a great story, what's happening in the cove, and we think it's a great way of finding out about it through a podcast. Yeah, you can go more in-depth. Like, we do quite detailed uh, exposés of uh, locals, but this one, this is, we can deep dive on a podcast. Speaking of exposés, there's somebody that's actually been niggling us for many years now. Mm. Yeah, I think you know who we're talking about. There's a comedian, Gold Logie winner, a guy called Tom Gleeson. Did you say Gold Logie with inverted commas? Yes, Tom Gleeson, well-known Australian comedian, host of Hard Quiz, once called Lane Cove the most boring suburb in Sydney. Well, I was putting on an extra show at Chatswood, the most interesting suburb in Sydney... And I was just remembering how I used to live in Lane Cove, the most boring suburb in Sydney. 
I put it out there, Tom, if you're listening, we'd love to interview you. Now, we know that you lived in Lane Cove. We know that your grandmother played the organ at St. Michael's Church. Uh, so we want it, want you to come and um, I will give you a personal tour of Lane Cove and talk to you on our podcast about how fabulous Lane Cove is. So, Tom, the gauntlet is down. Are you scared? Thanks again for everyone for listening to the very first episode of In the Cove. I'm Rob Caldor. I'm Jackie Barker, founder of In the Cove, and I'd like to thank Rain and Horn Lane Cove for allowing us to record our very first podcast in their beautiful uh, boardroom. It's certainly soundproof enough for us, which is great. I look forward to uh, more podcasts to come, and in fact, I, I think we might even have a special Melbourne Cup edition, Rock. If I can get a tip, I'll be very happy. So until next time. Bye. This podcast has been produced by localpodcasts.com.au. If your company or organisation needs a podcast, contact Rob 0404 289 956.